Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. They land once the hot weather arrives and they're an absolute menace in Irish homes. But I have a hack to get rid of them. I'll reveal all very shortly. First, let's start off with some lovely music from Rick Astley on 11 to 1. Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Sinead Brazel here with you. It is 11 to 1, 086 1800 658 if you'd like to get in touch. I don't know which one of my children I was more envious of this morning. Oh my God, the little fella legged it into school. Didn't even say goodbye to me because it was sports day. It's a bit jealous of that. And then the older one is off gallivanting on a train off somewhere with her friend today. And I just thought, oh, isn't it? Well, for some, it really is. But to be honest, to be seven again and going into school in the last few days before school finishes up and it's your sports day. Oh, listen, and it's a nice day outside and there's going to be treats in your lunchbox. I mean, simple things, simple things in life. It brings me back. It's bringing me back to my to my own school days. And I used to love the sports day. And I remember in one of the primary schools that I was in, because you had to move up. I didn't stay in the one primary school. You had to move up when you got to third class. They used to do a fancy dress in the afternoon after the sports day. Oh, magic stuff. Absolutely magic. If you're still in school this week, if you've kids still in school this week and they're doing sports day, I'm jealous. I'm very jealous of them. Now, these guys are an absolute nuisance, a menace in our homes. They arrive once the hot weather is with us and uh, I'm talking about flies. Oh, listen, they're buzzing. You open the door and they just know. They flock in and then they buzz around there going, oh, I can't get back out. And you're like, here's the window, get back out, you know. They drive you mental and you could be spraying stuff on them. You could be, I hate the, you know, the, you know, the, um, awful yellow fly tape I don't like that it looks very unsightly you know I can't be coping with that there may just be a hack that you might want to try though to get rid of them and to keep them out for good okay I love a hack and this is fantastic so apparently fans of cleaning sensation Mrs Hinch have shared a brilliant hack that they claim has banished flies from their homes for good so all you need is a sandwich bag okay Some coppers, so you know, like the one cents, two cents, five cents cluttering up your wallet, that stuff, and some water, okay? 
bear with me, right? So what you should do is put the coins and the water in the bag. The bag should then be hung near open windows and the flies reportedly steer clear of entering because they sense danger. So one comment explained, I put a few pennies in a clear bag in water, hung it up. You do need to change the water every now and then though. The flies and wasps think it's actually a wasp's nest and they stay away. So apparently this deterrent works because flies have compound vision, which means they see things differently to to how we see them. So they see the bag of water multiple times at once and coupled with the coins, it sort of makes a prism that creates a rainbow of colours and hurts their eyes. Interesting. I wonder would it actually work? I am going to try this because I'm driven demented with them. You'd be whacking them then with the fly swat. Does nothing. You'd be like an Egypt there trying to find where they've landed. But uh, yeah, that might work for you. Sandwich bag, coins and some water in it. Hang it at the windows that are open and uh, no more flies. Apparently the flies won't come back. Interesting. Ed Sheeran, eyes closed. Lovely message coming in to me here. Will you give a thank you message for 52 years of great service to our local milkman, Tommy Beryl in Slane. He's 52 years today delivering milk with great humour. Best wishes for the future. And thank you. That's coming in from Ellen, Dylan and all your customers in Grange Geith. So I presume he must be finishing up maybe soon uh, with the message like that. But fantastic. Imagine 52 years servicing the community in that way. Absolutely brilliant. Tommy Beryl, wishing you the best of luck and wishing you a happy retirement if that's what the plan is for you. Now here at LMFM we are teaming up with the Lay the Means branch of Down Syndrome Ireland and we have run another successful Pound the Pavements fundraising campaign. So since the start of June you have been out walking and running across the counties over 21 kilometres and today is the last day to get those last few kilometres in. We're going to be chatting to Mike Egan, he's the Regional Resource Officer for the Down Syndrome Ireland Mead, uh, Loud Mead branch. We're going to chat to him about the, the f- how the campaign has gone and today being the last day. We're going to meet Mike next. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM is proud to be supporting the Down Syndrome Loud Mead branch in their third annual Pound the Pavements campaign which started at the beginning of the month and runs until today. So people have been walking, running or jogging 21 kilometres in 21 days to raise vital funds for this wonderful organisation. Joining me now to tell us more about this year's campaign is Mike Egan. He's Regional Resource Officer for Down Syndrome Ireland Loud Mead branch. Mike, how are you getting on? I'm great, thanks Nave. You are a busy man this morning. You, you're very yes. busy because as this campaign ends, another important fundraiser is happening tomorrow at Seapoint. Yeah, actually, you know what they say, when you're waiting for one bus and next thing they all start to come yeah. together. But um, <laughs> yeah, actually, this weekend is the uh, Irish Legends Golf uh, Tournament is on this weekend in Seapoint. And it's actually part of the European Golf Tour, the Seniors Tour. So it's a really big event. And we were really chuffed to be chosen as the charity partner for for the weekend. Um, so we have a fundraiser where uh, a, a number of people have come together to put to put together a fantastic prize for us. Um, the D Hotel are giving us some accommodation and both Seapoint and County Loud Golf Clubs are giving us uh, four balls. That's where four people can play yeah. together. Um, so people can basically stay and play, you know. So um, it's a prize worth over a thousand euro. I'd say nice. it's probably to 1500 euro. And, um, and we're absolutely thrilled. So we're, we're selling tickets 
at the event and we'll be selling them online as well for that. So, Oh, fantastic. Yeah, but, Great yeah, prize yeah. for a golf fanatic. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. t- talking back uh, now to the start of June, because uh, this uh, was when the Pay in the Pavements campaign started the third year yeah. of it this year. Tell me, where did the idea come from initially? Well, I, I think uh, as 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 happens sometimes, it started probably in in COVID days when everybody was getting up and out and about, and there was more people walking than had ever walked before. So, uh, we kind of tapped into that um, that feeling at the time. People need to get out and get exercise, and uh, and I'd say that's probably how it how it started initially, and then it was very successful, um, and uh, so we decided to continue it, and it's going again this year. Um, so, and I suppose the whole team as well is about about exercise and about yep. fitness and well being. Um, so, and it's great to see you know adults and children with Down syndrome out and about and active in the community because you know it's been our experience over the last number of years certainly that the profile and and the participation of people with Down syndrome in broader community life, including sports and activities, has just been it's been growing year on years, and we've been getting great support from the local communities in Loud and Mead. So we're very appreciative of that. That is fantastic to see. It really is. Yeah. And people all over the, the North East have been getting involved in this. How have you felt that this year has gone? There's been quite a number of people that got involved. Yeah, there have been a lot of people involved. And we had a big, a big day last weekend, uh, last Sunday, out in Wilkinstown. Yeah. Uh, and that went really well. We were delighted with that. And look, it, it's... and. Look, a lot of charities are, are looking for funding at the moment because you know, everybody got hit during COVID. And we really appreciate the support because, you know, people's pockets aren't very flush at the moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's tight financially for everybody. So every bit of support is just really appreciated. And uh, and we really put it to, to good work because, you know, the schemes that we do from our early intervention scheme up through adult education, we work with the HSC, with LMETB have been very good to us. And uh, I think you had Gemma on recently talking we about did, our employment, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, people like the D Hotel, Spec Savers, you know, Mace, you know, people who are taking on people with Down syndrome now who hadn't been working in in maybe in positions before so yeah oh, it's, it's all very, very to positive see. You know? it really really is fantastic to see the strides that have been made in, in that in that way and yeah. speaking to uh, <laughs> the lovely girl from uh, who was working with Spec Savers she's just like I mean she was delighted with her life uh, it's given her you know such a sense of independence and freedom and she loves meeting yeah. the customers and she's been a real asset to the team there and it's great to see big organisations like the ones that you've mentioned you know being so inclusive in their workplace this is what really is so important and as you say there you know the the organisation Down Syndrome Maryland doing huge huge work to support people with Down Syndrome from all stages of their life. Yes absolutely and I mean you know we'd be coming from the perspective there's a job there for everybody you just need to be creative enough uh, and and tap into the skills and talents that people with Down Syndrome have you know so yeah so it's very positive Obviously, everything is very tight at the moment. Everyone's yeah. going through a tough, a tough situation. But we're looking at just keeping our services going, so that when things ease up again or whatever, you know, we'll be taking off on uh, on another more kind of uh, initiative to support people with, with Down syndrome. You know, absolutely. So, and today yeah. is the last day, so there could be a few straggling uh, kilometres that. <laughs> people have to, to do today or maybe you're doing the full 21 today but today is the last day of this today today is the last day so we would encourage if you haven't if you're thinking of supporting it whatever you know sign up you can sign up on our on our website and donate if you bob or whatever but uh, again and i suppose this is 
also an opportunity to say thanks to everybody who have supported it, not just this year, but obviously over the previous two years as well, because it, it makes a huge difference in terms of support for our services. We get very, very little kind of state funding mm-hmm. or anything, so it's it's all it's almost all fundraised, so it's really, really important. And Sinead, just before I yep. go, I, I just want to give a shout out to the members of our Regional Advisory Council. Yes, of course. One of the initiatives that we have is uh, an advisory council, kind of self-advocacy council for adults with Down syndrome. And we have 13 members uh, from across Loud and Mead will be meeting in Slane this evening in the Cunningham Arms for their weekly, or sorry, their monthly uh, regional advisory council meeting. So just to give a shout out to them and the officers who are involved in that, you know. Uh, they're doing fantastic work as well. Really oh, really they, they really are. They really, really are. Yeah. As are you, Mike. I'm going to let you get back to it there because you're busy for the next yep. for the next big thing in Seapoint. But thank you so much for joining me today. You're very good. And thanks to LMFM as well, Sinead. You've been brilliant supporters of us over the years and we really appreciate it. Oh, happy to help. Happy to help and yeah. support such a wonderful organisation. Uh, Mike, thank you so okay. much for joining us. For more details, it is the last day, but it's never too late. You can check it out. D-S-I-L-M-B. That's where you're going to find out all of the information. Now, I can reveal that I do have a lovely competition in association with that event that Mike was talking about that's happening in Seapoint. It is the 10-day countdown ticket giveaway for the Legends Tour at Seapoint Golf Course. We've had quite a number of tickets to give away on the various shows right up until today. These are season tickets that entitle holders to attend the Irish Legends Tour at Seapoint Golf Links every day from Thursday tomorrow right up to Sunday, June the 25th. Would you like to go along? All you have to do is WhatsApp or text me the word legend. Let's keep it easy. Followed by your own details to 086 658 The golf fans will be straight on. If you want to go along to that legend, followed by your own details, 86 658 I'm getting a WhatsApp in here from my hack earlier on. It is coming in from Olive. She has sent me a picture of the coins, the copper with the water in the sandwich bag hanging out the window. She says, I've just done what you've recommended. Hopefully it keeps the little buggers out. Well, look, come back to us with a progress report, Olive, on that one. Hoping it does work. You've seemed to have it all lined up there nicely. Uh, so fair play to you. Hopefully the, bu- the the flies will stay out of the house now with that. Uh, but let us know on 86 658 Dermot Kennedy with Kiss Me and LMFM's 11 to 1. Later on, author Grace Tierney is going to be joining us for more wacky word foolery. If you're new to this, Grace gives us words that we use all the time and words that we should use more often. And she gives us the strange and interesting and hilarious often origin stories behind these words. And she likes to put our brains to the test by giving us a mystery word every time that she's on. So what I'm asking you to do is tell me the meaning of this mystery word. But my only rule is you are not allowed to Google the word. Okay, so the word that she has for us is bombologist. A bomb, a bombologist. So bomb and then O-L-O-G-I-S-T. Now look, we could go the obvious route and say, surely it's a bomb expert, expert or something like that. We could do. That's very obvious, isn't it? Yeah, I think we can do better than that. You are so creative. You come up with hilarious words that myself and Grace chuckle at every single month. So bombologist, what do we think that means? 
Wrong answers, really, please, is what I'm looking for. 086-1800-658. And Grace will be joining us a little bit later on in the show. Now, back to right now. And oh my God, I had a sneak peek at the first episode of a new three-part documentary series. Highly recommend people checking it out, okay? It's going to be on RTE tomorrow night at quarter past ten and it focuses on exceptionally gifted students at the Royal Irish Academy of Music in Dublin. And music is a huge part of the Fitzsimons family from County Mead's life and they have five gifted children in the one family and they are part of this documentary. I'm going to be meeting their proud parents, Matt and Jennifer Fitzsimons. We're going to join them next. The 11 to 1 show. Music is a big part of the Fitzsimons family life and now this exceptionally gifted family from County Meath will feature in a new three-part documentary series called Face the Music. It follows musically gifted students and their teachers at the Royal Irish Academy of Music and the first episode airs tomorrow on RTE1 and I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by Matt and Jennifer Fitzsimons, proud parents of the five children, all of whom play 11 instruments between them. Guys, you're very welcome. How are you getting on? We're good. Thanks for having us, Sinead. Hi, Sinead. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for, for joining me. I've been watching. I had a little sneak peek of the episode earlier on this morning. And my God, these children would put any professional musician to shame, let me tell you. Five gifted children in the one house. What are the odds of that? Tell us a little bit more about them. Well, I think they have each other really to thank for that. Um, I think they've inspired each other. Um, Clara initially started off in pre-instrumental um, the same week actually that she started school at four years of age. Wow. Yes, and then they all kind of followed suit with the pre-instrumental. Um, on the, in the pre-instrumental class, they, the teachers, um, they, had, they all actually had Denise Coleman and she was very insightful in figuring out what instruments the children um, so she had advised on violin and recorder for Clara initially starting off, and that worked out fantastic for Clara. Um, and then Matthew was coming through pre-instrumental after Clara, and double bass looked like a great fit for him, and he was very successful with that. And then the younger boys coming through were watching their older brother and sister, and it was more a matter of, what instrument am I going to play, more than a question of, am I going to play an instrument? <laughs> fantastic. So they've all inspired each other, which is which is absolutely brilliant. But but how did they get into it? Because I know that this was something that you both felt was really important. Yes, yes. Would you believe that it must have been about twenty years ago? We had watched a documentary on Nationwide, which featured the Royal Academy. Ah. And they actually, yes, and they actually featured the pre-instrumental course, and they actually had Denise Coleman talking on it. And I mean, this was pre-children and the two of us just looked at each other and it was that kind of moment of, you know, when we have our family, they're going to do this. This is just such a great thing for children to get involved in and enjoy. Yeah, because the both of you, do do either of you play instruments or is it just the children? Um, Matt? Um, well, I, I play the traditional Irish music ballads and uh, we're, we're a member of Kyotis as well. We oh, play tin whistle and a small bit of banjo and stuff like that. So... They've been watching me play Tim Whistle since they were babies here. And uh, as soon as they were older, I handed them a Tim Whistle and started them off on that. And and then after that, the Royal Academy really wasn't on our radar to start. And then we see mm. the documentary 
years ago and then we decided that yeah, we, yeah we actually had to go in and kind of do a group at like interview of the parents wow okay uh, yeah, yeah when Clara was going to start on the pre-instrumental and then it just became like they led it themselves and we were just there to facilitate you know um, each time they'd want to play another instrument and things like that we just I mean they led the way and we followed and just had the support there for them they were basically just their roadies and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, <can. laughs> I love that because you know with all these instruments going along, going at once in the house I mean yeah. you know it's filled with music which is great when the children become more confident but mm-hmm. oh my god it must have been challenging initially when they were only learning because I know myself even with learning scales and things like that I mean yeah. the noise that can come <laughs> yeah. it doesn't all come at once it's uh, it's a gradual progression from from scales and you know learning timing and stuff to, to then building up to pieces that they can play. Uh, and you know, I was looking at this documentary, and the one thing that astounded me is the huge dedication that you all have to this. Tell us about what happens on a Saturday in your house. Well, Saturday is now it's, it's as big as a school day. It's actually longer than a school day for us, and we're actually up earlier. Um, I think the alarm goes off at about six. So six o'clock. Yeah, yeah, and we would have all the instruments packed from the night before, um, all the the sandwiches and the lunch made, and then we'd get the children down. We try let them stay in bed as long as possible because it's going to be a long day for them. Yeah. And then it's breakfast and aiming to the van driving out of the driveway at quarter past seven. Uh, to get into town and then lessons would start then at 20 past 8 and then it's lessons for somebody almost back to back for the yeah. for the day. Yeah, because I could see in the documentary that, yeah. you know, you're, you're you're there, Jennifer, trying to wrangle uh, instruments in between crowded <laughs> hallways of children and, yeah. you know, you, you guys stay there. I mean, I, I know as well, Matt, you like to sit in on some of the lessons as well, particularly yeah. the one with uh, William, I think, is featured in this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with, uh, Dara, Dara with Bill. Yeah, with oh, Dara Bill. with Bill. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I, I sit in with uh, with them when they're starting off, just to to help them along. So when we do finally get home, we have the notes and we can kind of refer back to what we le- what we learned in the class. And I'm very interested myself in learning the instruments as well. So yeah, I sit in with them, and then you're kind of out into the next class and trying to get them a sandwich in between and. Keep it moving, you know. Keep it moving is right. And you've all made a lot of sacrifices. I mean, the kids miss out on normal sort of childhood things like parties, that sort of stuff. Um, they would often on a Saturday, all right, miss out on parties. And then we'd make a big effort to get them to Sunday parties and weekday yeah. parties. And, and you know, their good friends that they've made along the way would know that Saturday's not going to work for us. And they would often deliberately have the party on a Friday evening. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. 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 And I know myself because it is, it's so, it's so important to be dedicated. And the Royal Irish Academy of Music, okay, this is the cream of the crop in terms of music schools. These teachers, are, they all seem, they all come across lovely, but, you know, they are firm. They want to see results the next week and they don't want excuses like it was my friend's party. Yeah. Yes, yes, they, no, they, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep yeah. practice up. It's important to be practice every day, really. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they enjoy it. They do enjoy it, I think. They do seem to. It definitely seems to come across that they like it. They weren't like be- me being dragged off to, to, to do scales. That's for sure, you know. Yeah. They seem to take to it so well. But were they nervous then with the cameras following them? 
Um, initially, just for a short space of time, but the, I mean, the camera crew and the producers were very, I mean, in a very short space of time, they made them feel so comfortable and you kind of forgot yeah. they were there. They kind of became friends with them. Yeah, they did. They'd have a bit of... Um, and it helps that they plied them with sweets. <laughs> yeah, they had sweets and ice creams. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, well-deserved uh, sweets and ice creams for, for all that practice. And, you know, now that you have pretty much a ready-made family band, I only can predict things like, you know, talent shows, superstardom in the future. Um, possibly we would definitely love for them to continue to play together I mean at the moment now the five of them have a lovely quintet going with um, their their string instruments yes Uh, because you've got Matthew on the double bass Clara on violin Oscar violin Dara cello and Rosa viola and they've started to work in the last few years with a few pieces of it and they play lovely together and hopefully now as well in the future they'll be able to play um, in a wind group together. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, because we've got Clara plays flute and recorder and um, Matthew plays trombone and um, Oscar's actually, he's got accepted now to start oboe and he wow. has been the recorder. Dara just got accepted for bassoon and he plays recorder as well. And Rasa has his so I set on maybe auditioning for trumpet next year. So Oh, listen, yeah, I so mean, nothing but music coming from the house. I Forget the RTE concert orchestra. It's just the yeah. Fitzsimons <laughs> Orchestra that we'll have. A bigger van, that's the only one. Yeah, we're going to need a bigger van. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love that you guys are just so, so supportive of them. And, and you know, you, you really go the, that extra mile and sacrifice a lot yourself for, yeah. for them. Needless to say, the, the wallet su- suffers a lot, Matt, I'd say. Oh yeah, it's all on a Saturday because they have the hand out for pocket money every Saturday and we more or less clean you out. Uh, but yeah, no, look, it's it's worth every penny we spend there, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's it's money well spent, you know. Uh, yeah, and we just have to prioritise different things. Yeah. I mean, at this stage, we'll have ran the van into the ground before yeah. we get to upgrade it. You know that. Yes, I understand. Elsewhere, yeah, I understand completely. But look, you know, I'm wishing yourselves and the children all the best for the future. I'll be keeping an eye on them. They are one to watch. That is for sure. And maybe when they're performing on big stages, you might come back and chat to me again. <laughs> Oh, they love that. Yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant chatting to you guys. Thank you so, so much for joining me. The wonderful Matt and Jennifer Fitzsimons. Aren't they amazing? Like, amazing parents to, to do that for their children, really and truly. Please do watch this documentary. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And the kids in this are just going to put any musician to, to, to shame. It's called Face the Music. It's the first part of this documentary series starting RTE1 tomorrow night at quarter past ten. The 11 to 1 show. Getting quite a few messages in for our mystery word, bombologist. What does a bombologist mean? Don't Google it now. That's the only rule that I have with regards to this. We're going to be talking about this in Word Foolery with Grace Tierney. And we could say the obvious thing like a bomb expert, but a lot of you going quite a different route. <laughs> Keep those coming in on 086-1800-658. Now it's competition time. 
Competitions on the double today. Now we have uh, the Fairways Hotel in Dundalk. We are running this competition all week. They have recently launched their new Summer Dining Delights menu at the Brasserie. So their new menus include a two-course early bird menu from $29.50 per person with outdoor dining available in the courtyard or their heated dining pods. They have cocktails and charcuterie sharing experience. That's what I'd be up for now. Featuring two cocktails and a mini charcuterie board and a range of sharing platter options to celebrate these new menus the team at the Fairways Hotel have given us a fantastic prize to give away on the programme so your end of week winner is going to win an overnight stay in the Fairways Hotel for two adults there's a cocktail and sharing charcuterie board on arrival dinner in the brasserie that evening and breakfast the next morning so as this new summer dining delights menu is all about sharing I'm asking if you could pick a famous person, alive or dead, because, you know, it's a fantasy. And you could share this prize with them. Share this, you know, cocktails and charcuterie board with them. Who would you pick? 86 658 for your answers, please. Yesterday we had everyone from Bruce Springsteen to John Wayne. And Keith Duffy, I think, was the finalist yesterday. Uh, Siobhan Gray, she selected Keith Duffy yesterday. So who would you select? What famous person, alive or dead, would you share this lovely prize with? Tell me why. Tell me the name of the celebrity. 86 658 There's Gavin James with Always. News at 12 is approaching. And after that, author Grace Tierney is back for more wonderful, wacky word foolery. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. We're going back to the 70s shortly and an award-winning musical has its premiere. The Northeast Update coming up after train. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy-efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 On this day in 1978, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's musical Evita starring Elaine Page premiered at the Prince Edward Theatre in London. And today... Longest day of the year. I know it's the summer solstice, and thanks be to God, the sun is out. So hopefully, we can enjoy it this year. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk, and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Congratulations to Teresa Hanratty. You're in Dundalk. You are going to be going along to Sea Point for the Legends Tour. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch with you after the programme. Do keep all your suggestions for a bombologist coming in on 086 658 I'll get to some of those suggestions right after celebrity news now the buzz on lmfm keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the lmfm app hi i'm crossy salma hayek and annie murphy have some surprising choices for who should play them in their black mirror episode the latest season of black mirror is streaming on netflix now salma's been really into the thought of lizzo because she's such a good actress and i want to see more of her acting more, she's really good. She's done little things. I'm just blown away by her. Did you know that she plays the flute? Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I just, yes. I'm like, I'm a huge fan. And I think um, Brian Cox from Succession. Oh, wow. I'd like to see it. He's very good. I'd love to see what. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. AI will help us with that. I, I love Lisa. Taylor Swift is coming to Dublin with her Eras Tour. She'll play the Aviva on the 28th and 29th of June. 
To help tickets reach the hands of fans who want to attend the shows, without registering, you will not be able to purchase tickets. You can check out that link up on our website. Scooter plays the biggest disco festival in Punchestown this weekend. HB has been telling us he can't wait to come back to Ireland after his three arena gig. Yes, of course. I'm really excited because... Um Last time we played Dublin at the, in December, last December, it was really amazing. Sold out, fantastic crowd. And so, of course, I'm really looking forward because we got uh, many fans in, in Ireland and Dublin. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. It is Word Foolery Wednesday and author Grace Tierney is going to be joining us a little bit later on and every month when we have Word Foolery Grace gives us a mystery word and the only sort of stipulation that I have with regards to this is I need you to tell me the meaning of our mystery word without Googling and today it's bombologist so of course you know we we could go the obvious route but I know that you're better than that (laughs) some have gone slightly uh, kind of what I might have expected on 086 1800 is it an excessive farter says Pat Fanning uh, is it somebody who deals with bombs just like a gynecologist deals with yeah lovely lovely thank you so much for that uh, is it somebody I love this is it somebody that tests bath bombs I mean, how amazing would that job be? Is it an explosive expert? Is it somebody who uh, creates bombs? Says another message. Do keep those coming in. What do we think bombologist is? 86 Leave your keys if you're not coming. Be waiting. I'll be waiting. Keen to grow, I'll be waiting. I've been waiting all month to have author Grace Tierney talk about weird and wonderful, wacky stories behind words. And I don't have to wait much longer because she's going to be joining us next. It's time for Word Foolery Wednesday. Word Foolery Wednesday on LMFM with Grace Tierney. Yes, Word Fillery Wednesday, the time of the month where author Grace Tierney from Stamullen brings us the weird and wonderful origin stories behind words we use every day and words we definitely should use more often. And as always, the mystery word has generated fantastic meanings from you. Grace is on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Grace? I'm very well. Good morning. Great to have you back on the show. Now, I can just give you a flavour of what Bombologist is uh, creating here on 086-1800-658. If you're just tuning in, by the way, Grace gives us a mystery word. The only rule is you're not allowed Google just for a bit of fun. What do we think Bombologist means? Is it something to do with bumblebees? (laughs) Says one message. Is it somebody that examines your... Uh, number two, let's say, after you explode, says Flame and Eamon, keeping in tune there with his name. Um, a lot of kind of passing wind experts, this kind of thing. This one I love. Is it somebody who tests bath bombs? I mean, what a great job that would be. Or this is another one for you. Somebody who drops a bombshell, like, you know, really bad news and then leaves. They'd be a bombologist. Oh. I love that. Oh, I love that. I, we, need, we need a word for that. Maybe yes. we could co-opt this. Give it a second meaning. I like it. I love that one. But before we get into bombologist, now we are going to the first word today, which is egregious. A very a fancy word for like a really bad thing, isn't it? 
Yes, it is. Well done. I was going to ask you, did you know what it meant? It's actually one of my favorite words. I quite like throwing it into sentences. <laughs> and then when I started researching, I was like, oh, God, I hope I've been using it right. You know, sometimes you will do that, that you oh, have yeah. a favorite word and know you've been using it wrong all along. But anyway, it turned out I was OK. And I probably could have gotten away with it anyway, because it's one of these words where its meaning has changed over time. And I find these fascinating, particularly when they end up being the exact opposite of what you started with. Oh, if you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yes, it means that something is absolutely terrible. However, if you look it up in the dictionary, you will find a, well, if you have a big enough dictionary, you'll find a second meaning as well. So it joined English in the early 1500s with the meaning of distinguished or excellent as a direct borrowing from Latin. So Latin has the word egregious okay. from the phrase ex Greek. And this literally translates as rising above the flock, I assume flock of sheep in this case. So maybe the black sheep standing out. Oh. So X means out of. So we see that in exit, for example. And Griga is a variation of flock uh, from a root word, ger, for gathering. So if you stood out from the crowd in a good sense, you were egregious. So it was actually really positive. You were standing out for being great. Um, egregious is what's called an inkhorn term, which is something mm. I came across recently. So this is a word that we've imported into English from either Latin or Greek in the 15 and 1600s. And they were basically used to show off off that you had a classical education. Ah. You had a better vocabulary than those around you. You had the money to have a classical education. Um, and it's essentially a reference to a student needing a bottle of ink and ink horn for doing their studies. So it was a way of showing off, look at how great I am. Um, and that's how we got egregious. Now, by the end of the 1500s, the egregious positive sense had been joined by an ironic sense of being the opposite of excellent. So we think we're modern sarcastic people, but actually people have been sarcastic for millennia. And this is how it changed into a whole negative thing. But you will still find it used in a positive sense in novels dating back to the 1950s. So if you're right. reading something a little bit older, you may find egregious and think they're saying something's terrible when they're actually saying something is brilliant. So do be wary of egregious. Okay, okay. Uh, that That is interesting because, and then uh, if you're reading the passage, you'll have to read further along <laughs> to find out if it's actually bad or good. Love that. I love that it switched meanings completely. The complete opposite, as you say. So the yeah. next one is philtrum. Okay, so do you know what a philtrum is? Not a clue. Okay, great. I, I love to, the way you put so much research into this listen, section. I, I, I literally <laughs> googled the pronunciation of that this morning, just making oh. sure that I don't absolutely, okay. you know, make a mortification of myself as I do every month on this. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you do that. Sometimes <laughs> I give you a little tip. She I does. thought you might know philtrum. So no, no, no. Apologies. Um, right. So you have a philtrum. The philtrum is the groove that runs from directly under your nose to the top of your lip. Oh, Okay. I don't know why, but I'm touching mine. Going, oh, I, I totally touch right? mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like you can't say spiral staircase without spinning your hand in the spiral. Yes. Anyway, okay. Oh, so, so is it everybody not like the, in, the in bow of your lip going, kind of, oh, no? Is it not like, the, I'm sorry. The, is it not like the bow of your lip? Isn't, is that part of it? I, I suppose that's the end of it. Okay. That's okay. the end of it. So it's just the groove. 
So um, I know as a child, I thought it definitely had something to do with having a runny nose, but it's got nothing to do with that. So medically, it's believed that it exists to allow for extra mouth movement and Mm -hmm. to stretch our mouths when we're very, you know, different languages and the various mouth shapes that you make for different expressions and things. Mm -hmm. So it it facilitates language in humans, but it's not actually confined to humans. Uh, You will find philtrums or variations thereupon in very many uh, primates and mammals. So you can go to the zoo and have a look for all the filtrums. <laughs> um, but it has quite a surprising source, which has nothing to do with speech at all. Um, it entered English in the early 1700s via medical Latin uh, because it's the Latinized form of a Greek word, philtron, which translates literally as love charm. And I can only assume that the love association was because of kissing and lips and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And if you pursue philtron, it leads you on to filter, which you uh, that's what the pH rather yes. than an F. <laughs> OK, so a filter is a love potion and it's been in English since the late 1500s, came to English via French. And again, this exact same roots in Latin and Greek. So a Greek philtron or love charm was formed from their verb philane to love. And we see it in loads of different English words. So if you think about anything that has a fill in it, so a logophile or fill loves words, a francophile loves France, and a bibliophile loves books. So that all comes back to love and the philtrum. Okay, we're going to all be touching that and thinking about the meaning of it now every time. A little bit of romance for you. A little bit of romance, (laughs) I like that. Okay, moving from romance to spookiness because hocus pocus it is fun, isn't it? I, I quite like it. saying Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, I, might have to, well. I might have yeah. to go off on a side note and find Abracadabra <laughs> or Abracadabra and Shazam and things like that. But anyway, Hocus Pocus is the one for today. Um, so it sounds kind of magical and maybe it came from a weird magical language, but it actually has a surprisingly pious source. So Ooh. it's actually quite a holy word. It's just been messed with, basically. So Hocus Pocus has been used by conjurers and magicians, stage musicians, uh, magicians, for centuries. It dates back to the 1630s. Um, and sometimes you would even say Hocas Pocas as a name for a juggler or a magician uh, earlier than that. So it may actually go back even earlier. Um, however, early word experts were very quick to spot where Hocus Pocus had come from, that basically it had been stolen from Latin. Um, so there is a Latin phrase, and I'm going to mangle this, but bear with me, <laughs> hoc est corpus meum, think that's about right. And it was used during consecration during mass, which was spoken in Latin until the 1960s. And it meant this is my body. So it's quite an important bit of the mass. Yeah. But mass goers in general didn't speak Latin. I mean, you did if you were super educated and you had your in-corn terms and you're talking about egregious, but yeah. the average Joe in the in the pews down the back didn't speak Latin. So all of it sounded like magical gobbledygook to them to a certain extent. So street entertainers basically <coughs> borrowed these Latin phrases. They also borrowed another one, which I'd, hasn't really stuck, but it was hiccus doctius, Ooh. which uh, was used by jugglers. So depending on what job you did, you used a different kind of silly word. And it was a twist on hicce a doctus, which means here is the learned man in oh. Latin. I have no idea where they grabbed that one from. Like that's not in the mass. Yeah. It was obviously in something else. So basically 15th century jugglers and uh, conjurers took solemn phrases and gave a completely new life on the streets and messed with it in a big way. There's no record of what the priests of the time thought of this, but I'm guessing they weren't too happy. No, definitely not too happy. Oh, Yeah. yeah, I'm loving that. And the other one sounds like something that probably Harry Potter might say, you know. 
Yes, yes, it does. I'd I'd say J.K. Rowling had a lot of fun coming up with all the magical uh, oh, yeah. names and terms, actually. Yeah. yeah, I'd say she did. Now, another one that you will hear mechanics and car enthusiasts talking about, horsepower. Horsepower, yeah. Now, this is a slightly long story, so bear Okay, bear go for it. We like long stories, <laughs> yeah. Settle, settle back and yes. enjoy the story of horsepower. I came across this randomly this week and I thought, I'd, look, I have to bring this one in. I know it's not a particularly unusual word, but we do use it. Yeah. We do think of it if you're a driver at all. And it just has a peculiar history. So even a modern electric vehicle, no matter how fancy and up to date you are, will have horsepower somewhere in its technical manual. But it's actually quite surprising because it goes back to the age of steam. So horsepower is defined as, let me get this right, a unit of power measurement for machines, engines and motors, which is equal to the raising power of 300, sorry, 33,000 pounds, one foot high in one minute. So it's quite precise. Yeah. Um, This was fixed by James Watt. Now, you might vaguely remember his name. I did this in school history a long time ago because he invented the steam engine. He designed the steam engine and he wanted to describe the power of his steam engine to sort of put it in a context that people could understand. So he estimated that a strong workhorse who was working at hauling coal from a mine up to the surface. So this is the idea of raising one foot for eight hours per day, averaged 22,000 foot pounds per minute. And he increased this by a third. And this has been the recognized unit ever since. Okay. So you will hear horsepower. You will also see it listed sometimes as BPH, which is brake horsepower. Okay. I'm not going to get into the physics of brake horsepower. I'm not quite (laughs) sure on that one. Okay. But the term dates to 1805 and it's a compounding of horse and power. Okay. So not too complicated. Technical writers during the 1800s, however, berated the term. They absolutely hated it. They called it very fallacious and shockingly unscientific, which I'm sure made James Watt really happy at the time. Um, And they're kind of right. I mean, who defines an average horse? Maybe it was a horse that had, had its Weetabix. I don't know. (laughs) And why did he add a third? But the term did stick and we're still using it. So despite their complaints, it's still being used. So if we have a look at horse and power then. So horse Mm -hmm. joined us as whores without the E in Old English from a root word, hars. I think I have that pronounced right, which gives us cousin words in Norse, Saxon, Dutch and German. So it's a pretty, you know, standard route into English via the Germanic languages. Power has also gone way back with us. It starts with puer, um, not pooer. <laughs> I know what your know, listeners are like. You know me so well. You know all of our minds I just, collectively. I said that went I shouldn't have said that on the radio. <laughs> anyway, uh, it came in around the year uh, 1300. Uh, this was nothing to do <laughs> with bombology. Um, it was ability and strength, especially in battle. Oh. So it comes from Anglo-French pouer and the old French word pouvoir. Uh, to be able. So you might remember pouvoir in yes. modern French is to be able to do something. Yeah. Uh, the French verbs all come from a Latin root, uh, Latin root word potus for powerful. So you have a potentate also comes from the same root. Um, so power originally referred to a person who had power, but by the 1700s, it was being used as a term in mechanics, which of course gave it to Watt, who then added it to horse and we have horsepower. But there's a nice little side note on horsepower. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this car, okay, but I'm hoping some of your listeners do. I'm, I don't want to age you, Sinead. Okay. Um, but do you remember the, the 2CV Citroen car? So it's kind of got a curvy roof. It's quite small and cute looking. Yes, I know CV the car. one you're talking about. Yeah. You would, 
you'd sort of see them in a rom-com set yes. in France, you know. That, yeah, right. So it was so named because it had two horsepower of power. So the two for two. And then CV is a shortening for the word chevaux, which means horse. So de cheveux is what it's actually called in French, which is two horses. Um, and this provides a CV element to the name. So, But it also has a load of really fun nicknames, which I stumbled across. Um, so in the Netherlands, it's called the Ugly Duckling, particularly <laughs> if it's yellow, I guess. Yeah. And in England, it can variously be called a tin snail, a Ooh. dolly, or an upside down pram, which is kind of, if you think of the old yes, fashioned prams, the old fashioned one, ones. Yeah, it totally do does look like that. They look like an upside down pram. So if you have one, I'm sorry for the nicknames, but I think they're lovely little cars. Um, so the next time you power up your car, if it's a modern, you know, EV or a rusty two CV, just remember that you're thinking about the working horses in the coal mines and the steam engines that gave us horsepower. I love it. We're definitely going to be thinking about that. Absolutely brilliant. I do have one more for you coming in on Bombologist uh, on 086 okay. 1800 658, which I think might blow all these out of the water. You're going to excuse the pun now. Coming in from Derek, he says, is it someone who perfects the bomb dive into the pool? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That is a good one. That is a great one. I see, I knew you'd come up with some creative meanings besides my ridiculously crap one earlier on. Um, what does bombologist actually mean, though? Well, it's it's nothing to do with going to the bathroom no, and it's yeah. nothing to do with bombs. That would have been far too far obvious. Far too simple, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I knew I was trying to lead you down the garden path with a bombologist and I didn't quite manage it, but I tried, I tried. Okay, so a bombologist studies bumblebees. Oh, someone was on the right track earlier on. Yeah, ah. you had one good guess. One, one fantastic good guess. guess. The bumblebee is part of the genus Bombus which is the bee family. It was named in 1802 by Pierre-André Latrie. And bombus comes from Latin and Greek words for buzzing. So a bumblebee is named after the sound it makes. I always thought it was named after, you know, they do kind of bumble around the garden, kind of going, oh, where's the nearest flower? And I love watching them. They're great to watch. But it's nothing to do with how they fly or the fact that I think aerodynamically they're not very good at flying. (laughs) It's to do with the buzzing. So bombus and bombologists. I quite like the job. I yes. quite like to do that. That's a really cool job. Just as good as a person that tests out ba- bath bombs. You know what I mean? You really like that. <laughs> I know you want to retire from the radio I am gonna and go do that. bath bombs. Yeah, it's my new career calling. It really is. Grace, as <laughs> always, thank you so much for a fantastic word foolery. We'll chat to you again next month. You're very welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks a million. Bye. Bye-bye. Wordfoolery.wordpress.com. That's where you'll find all the details of uh, Grace's books and you can keep up to date with her blog there as well. The 11 to 1 show. Oh, I love it. That song always brings me back to a time as a teenager where you'd make your parents watch a sort of a mini show in the sitting room and they'd be forced to turn down the TV as you cavorted like a lunatic around the the sitting room to dance moves, you know, that vaguely resembled somebody from five. Just me? Oh, okay, just me. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie Sunhill Nursing Home require a full-time household supervisor in the Louth area. To apply, please email your CV to elaine at sunhill.ie 
A part-time driver is required for private hire in the Kells, Crossakiel, Clonmelon area. Full licence is needed. Please email DeirdreReynolds at gmail.com. Orange Skip Hire are looking for a skip driver with a valid sea driving licence to service their customers in Drogheda and surrounding areas. Email recruitment at oxygen.ie. Endeavour requires a mechanical apprentice in the Laid Mead area. You can email recruitment at endeavour.com. They also require an electrical apprentice in the Laid Mead area. Again, the email recruitment at endeavour.com. Clonmore Residential and Respite CLG require two team leaders slash person in charge for the Meath area. Please forward your application and CV to info at clonmore.ie with the subject team leader in the subject bar. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie Getting back to our competition in association with the Fairways Hotel in Dundalk. They have launched their new summer dining delights menus at the Brasserie. So the new menus include a two-course early bird menu from $29.50 per person with outdoor dining available in the courtyard or heated dining pods. Their cocktails and charcuterie sharing experience as well features cocktails for two and a mini charcuterie board and a range of sharing platter options. So they are celebrating this new menu and the team at the Fairies Hotel have given us a fantastic prize to give away in the show at the end of the week so you could be winning an overnight stay in the Fairways Hotel for two adults cocktail and sharing charcuterie board on arrival dinner in the brasserie that evening and breakfast the next morning nice little you know romantic break or maybe a nice breakaway with a pal or sibling or something like that it would be nice to get away from it all and I'm asking you it's all about sharing so who would you share this with a celebrity, alive or dead, that you would share this with? You know, uh, lots of suggestions coming in on 086-1800-658. Michael Bublé has such a twinkle in his eye. You'd know he'd be great crack. All else fails, he can always sing to me, says Irene in <laughs> Monster Boys. Sticking with the singers, Tina Turner says, Noreen McShane, absolutely amazing lady. Oh, she is. I'd love to share my table with Adele. Apart from just loving her music and discussing uh, the same uh, stuff, she might invite me to join her in Caesars Palace in, in Vegas. I have to drink... drink. Have to dream big, says Margaret in Castle Bellingham. My choice would be Ed Sheeran. He's super down to earth. I uh, think I don't think I'd enjoy his company. I absolutely love uh, his voice, though, and music. He's a legend. It would be an amazing experience. Dream over, says Joanne in, <laughs> in Drada. I would take Johnny Brady, another singer. He would serenade me, says Kathleen in RD. So who would you select? 086-1800-658. Last chance to enter on this one. Paul Young, every time you go away, not going away just yet. Got time for some more music from the cores on the way for you. And I have a finalist in our competition. The 11 to 1 show. There's the cores. Love to love you. I'm getting an update on Olive's fly situation. She has tried the hack from earlier on. If you missed it, it was a sandwich bag with coppers in it filled with water. She says, 
One fly came in but went just back out the door as quickly. Definitely works. Thanks for the tip. Fascinating. Hopefully that lasts now for you all of throughout the day. I can say, Melissa in Kells, you are our finalist in our Fairways Hotel competition. She says, I'd love to share it with Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi, uh, he's my idol for the last 30 years. Can't stand on a lift for 20 seconds, but flew to New Jersey to see him in concert, says Melissa. Well, Melissa, you are going into the draw for that overall prize on uh, Friday and tomorrow we'll have another chance for you to enter. Now, I I won't be here tomorrow. I will be off with the fabulous solicitor Elaine Byrne. We are going to the Law Society in Dublin for the Justice Media Awards. Delighted that myself and Elaine have been nominated in two categories for another uh, Justice Media Awards. So look, fingers crossed. You never know. Something uh, nice might be brought home with us uh, tomorrow. So Paul McKenna will be sitting in the hot seat, but I'll join you again live. I'm going to be out and about in Navin on Friday. So if you're in the area, pop down and say hello. But for now, thank you so much much for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your day. The 11 to 1 show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.